Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fancy football. My name's John. I've just done a TikTok challenge. I'm so full of pasta. It's the Bake Feta one. Scobie, have you taken part in that before? No, I was trying to watch uh, Married at First Sight Australia and then come <laughs> to the pod 15 minutes before the end <laughs> of the second commitment ceremony. So, no, John. Not a do TikTok pasta, and I'm not particularly happy with you either. <laughs> uh, I do love mine at first sight. I do love mine at first sight. And listeners, the the cute listening to some of you will have just heard a little chuckle from uh, a third person. And well, during this boredom of this lockdown, they do say that variety is indeed the spice of life. So we thought we'd treat you to another guest on our podcast. This man comes from Yorkshire, our first non-Scot guest to come on. His team name is Wee Dugs. I hope that's for his Doug called Rafa and not his football team's tendencies to bother dogs, the Huddersfield town. Jimmy Ketz, welcome to the pod. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Long time, Welcome listener. to the pod, Ketz. First Englishman on the pod. I know, I know. Yeah. All I'll say is... Criticism can be directed, not my accent, but if you could direct it to my lack of knowledge, that would be preferred. No need to get personal with the accent. <laughs> He's getting the excuses in nice and early, like it. Strong yeah. game plan. We, oh, have a, early. we have a very cosmopolitan listening base. Yeah, ah, so I hope maybe they're all right then. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're hiding a lack of knowledge though. Yeah, so you, um, I would assume, fire some questions. So, so, not really a follower of Scottish football, um, it would be fair to say, although you did, you've spent time <clears> in Scotland. Yeah, so I went to uni in Scotland with John. Um, I suppose my, I do have an appreciation of Scottish football, mm-hmm. and that sort of was born out of, you know, travelling through the depths of Fife, playing amateur football for St Andrews Uni. So, that really did give me an appreciation for the, the Scottish game. Mm-hmm. And then lived with John for a year and became a pretty avid Aberdeen fan as a result. Saw them the whole way through the, the League Cup uh, successful campaign. So, you know, I've got, got a bit of history with Scottish football, so I'm an admirer from afar. I was going to ask you which one, but that's obvious. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and you support a shite team in England, so you get what it means to... Yeah, yeah. Most of my life I've spent watching lower league football, League One and League Two. So, you know, and, you know, a bit of the championship. You so, had yeah. about a few years then when you could, you, you know, I do remember you took great, great pride in having Huddersfield Town players needlessly in your uh, fantasy Premier League uh, squad. Yeah. So I, I have got too much of an emotional <laughs> issue with the fantasy football that I will put players in that I like or have an affinity to regardless of whether they're going to score points or not. And that translates to Scottish fantasy football as well. Any kind of link yeah. I've got to a player and they'll go in my team and they'll stay there. I think there's one link that we probably know is coming up, but I won't spoil the surprise for people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I put that down to potentially why I'm doing better this year. I just, you know, the emotional bit of it's been taken out, but I think next year could be a disaster as I yeah. back every Hearts player under the sun. Um <laughs> That's if we get there. Who knows at this stage? Pish results recently. But anyway, good to have you here, Kets. Um, good week of action to, to talk about. We've been spoiled recently. It's been a goal fest. There's been points everywhere. Um, lots of chips getting thrown around. It's been a really exciting few weeks. 
It has. It has been really exciting. And as Kets rightly pointed out, Stuart Kettlewell, uh, the recently sacked Ross County manager, will be on Sports Scene this weekend. So it's a nice little link there that Kets's um, uncle will be on a <laughs> sports scene there. <laughs> and we've got our own Jimmy Kets yeah. on the Fantasy Football Pod. So listeners, the way we're going to play this pod this week is we will fire through bra or no uh, with our guest Jimmy Kets. Scobie will take us through that. I'll pick up the pieces at the end. We've got loads to talk about uh, from last weekend's action. It was another double game week, of course. We are in a feast. We are boss deep in the boss deepness of double game weeks right now. It's just frightening. It's fantastic. The scoring is out, the, out of this world across yeah. the board. And then in part three, we have loads of questions. Kets, some fans have slid into my DMs <laughs> uh, specifically to put you under the spotlight, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't say the same. <laughs> Does that mean he just has to answer all of them then? I get a free pass. Cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Scooby, you never get a free pass in this pod. You know that. No, that's not. <laughs> right. Let's, let, let, let's start. Kets, we'll, we'll ease you in here. Uh, would you like to start with your bra or would you like to start with your no? I'll go with the no first. Yeah, out of the way. Negativity. Yeah, but then you end on a positive, don't you? So, you know. Um, so my no, and it's probably been covered in previous pods before as well, because it is, the, you know, in the background the entire time. But it's the nonsense COVID rules around travelling to games for, for the Scottish teams. Um, obviously, I think is it St Mirren before I've been done for players car sharing, all that <laughs> yeah. shite. But this week, what, you know, just highlighted how stupid it is was for Livingston all driving individually to the games in Dundee and Scott Robinson got injured in the game mm. and he was stuck in Dundee, unable <laughs> to drive himself back. Just highlights the absolute lunacy that this having to drive themselves. They can't go in coaches where they can't be, you know, within three metres of each other. Um, so that's my first, that's my no, is the stupid COVID rules that have been applied to Scottish football. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there was uh, an amusing comment from Martindale in the interview after the game when he was asked what they were going to do about Scott Robinson getting home. And he's like, oh, we'll need to get him a sleeping bag for his motor. <laughs> <laughs> that was his answer. So, guys, COVID rules, but give him from Martindale. Do we know? <laughs> I don't actually know if he did stay in Dundee. But... <laughs> he stayed at Tannadice until his... Yeah. Rob, Robo's just sneaked a wee night out at Fat Sam's. <laughs> exactly. Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> football Scotland legend Robo as well. I mean, he's in my team. I'm sure he's in a couple of your in guys' teams team as, well. as well. You know, that's not what you want to hear, Ket. So on a serious note, a guy getting injured like that. I mean, I know you've broken your leg on the football pitch before. Can you imagine if you were told that you have to sleep in a sleeping bag in your car? I know, I know. Just, you know, I'll get injured as well. I'll get a nine. Was it? Is it what? The, what's the hospital called? Nine wells. Nine wells. Yeah, that must be a grim place. <laughs> but hopefully, he wasn't that injured. He's a. He is apparently a doubt um, for the cup final. Sadly, uh, always um, you know a horrible one to hear when when teams have worked to get to the final. And you know, yeah. Well, that adds to the nod, doesn't it? Yeah. So cheer us up. What's the bra? <laughs> the, bra well, the, the bra. So I think St. Mirren, we all know last week with the John for the number of injuries that have been played by injuries. 
So yeah. I wanted to, to make them my brawl this week for a couple of reasons. First and foremostly, Jim Goodwin getting a new deal. Fantastic oh, news. Brilliant. Um, and you mentioned, you mentioned earlier on that I'm a Huddersfield fan. And there are quite a few connections between St Mirren and Huddersfield, which I quite enjoy. So Jim Goodwin is the first of those. Used to mm -hmm. run around in St Midfield for us kicking boys. Yep. So a big fan, a big fan of him. Yep. The second one, and adding to the broad, is that I think Colin Quanner might be back in action this weekend. Um, so a bit of an unknown quantity in Scotland, that is for sure. But he was an absolute Not cult hero. An absolute cult hero at Huddersfield Town. <laughs> He's a pretty horrendous footballer, but a great character. He's He's one of those players... Looks so technically horrendous, but he's, he's an athlete, he's disciplined, and he just kind of pops up with really important assists or goals. Mm. So I'm incredibly excited to see what he actually does if he manages to last more than three minutes on the pitch this weekend, if he gets on the pitch this weekend. So St Mirren is my brawl. Fantastic. And Colin Quanner... What does he come in at the game? Is he in your team, Kets? Uh, well, he's not yet, but he will be. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of transfer <laughs> making very soon. Yeah. I like that. That's a bit of differential. No, on a serious note, I think, you know, St. Mary have been absolutely fantastic this season. They've had their ups and downs as all teams, and they have gone through a recent injury rut. But Jim Goodwin has done a sterling job and has just been... Um, given that new deal that keeps him at the club uh, for an extra two or three years, I think it might might be. And I think that, you know, it just sums up what they've been doing. He's been at the forefront of it all. Um, and, it, and, it, and it wards off any, any team that's coming in that potentially wants that manager. You know, Aberdeen have been absolutely stinking. And uh, there's, always, there's been a good link uh, with St Mirren managers going to Pataudry before. So it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if that's um, one of the main reasons they've, they've locked him down on a longer deal. Well, his comments, his comments, like talking about the deal, where you know, hopefully we can get into, we can break into the top six this this year, get silver in the next two or three years, and then I might be able to get a big job, which I thought was quite strange to to say while you've just been offered a new contract from your exist from a, a from a club, but you know, it was his going place. Yeah, I mean, they got laughed off the. I think Gordon Scott, the chairman, was uh, making comments around, you know, top six is the is the sort of target for this year and. As clubs do come out and say, and they got laughed, they got laughed at the shop for it. Um, but you know, I back them. It's a really exciting battle from about fifth to ninth, probably at this stage. But really tight, and I can't see that changing. Um, you know, the only thing that might change is if Hibs and Aberdeen fall back into it, or certainly Aberdeen. Um, which I'm sure you know, John. Uh, but yeah, no, really like them. Um, I love that bra, and and I do like Goodwin as well. Kind of always yeah. felt like Goodwin was a manager even when he was a player just because he looked like he was about 40 when he was on the field with that yeah, he's been a silver fox for a while yeah. <laughs> and, and and scoby you had an excellent transfer in with st mirren this week it was ilkai dermis and that is he is the best playing ilkai i think in the united kingdom better than a certain certain ilkai gundigan at uh, the etihad would you not agree one for the ilkais you not yet brought up the other one um, for various reasons. But yes, uh, Ilkay Dermis, and I actually brought in Joe Shaughnessy as well. I took another minus four this week. Uh, Shaughnessy got me the, the clean sheet in the first one and, uh, and Ilkay with that goal, which we will dig into in part two. But yeah, really good, really good. John, why don't you take us on next? Where do you want to go, bra or not? 
Uh, bro, for me, uh, this week was talking about Fantasy Football Scotland managers and their fantastic performance across the board. There was a lot of guys reaching the 100 club, a lot right. of people sensibly playing their triple captain of Edward. I think you either did it uh, the week that's just passed us or two weeks ago, Celtic had two games week. Edward's in this hot streak of form. Uh, really nice. So I was just bigging up uh, the fantasy football Scotland managers across the board and saying that everyone's doing really well and it's great to see. What do you reckon? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think COVID's got a part to play in that as well for making those double game weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Last... I did, I did, what did what you said, Scobie, it was 390-plus scores? 390-plus scores in a row. And I think it would, you know, I was skirting around 30s and high 20, I think, one point. You know, it had been a pretty grim month um, since Christmas. So uh, February's been a lot of fun. Right. So, Scobie, are you going bra or no? You want to jump to me now? Okay, yeah, I'll finish it off. Um, I am going to go with bra as well, actually. Let's go there. Uh, my bra this uh, week is Cal Lafferty. Um, yet to do anything in Kilmarnock Colours, but I think a great signing for them. Um, I have experienced him firsthand at Hearts. Um, and I must admit, you know, I was maybe Carl's biggest fan um, when he was at the Rangers, um, or Rangers as they were known back then. Uh, but he, he's a wily old fox these days. Um, you know, and I think even at his age, and even if he's not sort of physically quite where he used to be, causes a lot of issues um, for, for defences. I've got a little uh, pub quiz question for you here. Do you know since joining the league in 2008... Do you know um, where he ranks in terms of scorers? Hazard a guess. Uh, top 10. No, it's not. So there's a lot of people playing. <laughs> what was that guess? 16th. No, not quite. 22nd. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you ask a question like that, you think it's going to be like quite impressive. Yeah, I know. I was fit. I, I kind of thought it'd be like he'd be like third or something. No, forty-six goals. Um, but you know, albeit he's he, he's not actually played in uh, in Scotland that whole time. Uh, so actually, his highest scoring um, season uh, in the league was with Hearts. Scored more than he did with Rangers, which kind of shows I think that he's matured. Uh, but also, he can kind of operate a bit more independently without you know. Let's face it, when he was when he was playing at Rangers all those years, he had Kenny Miller playing off him, who was scoring twenty odd goals. Oh, so, um, so yeah, there you go. I like that. I caught you guys built off and no, 20 seconds. But, um, <laughs> what do we think of the Carl Lafty signing? <laughs> what, what can you say to that? No, I, th- I, think it is a bra- I think it is a bra signing. I think, like, you know, Tommy Wright's first game, we'll talk, come on to, but he, he I think he offers a, a, a serious goal threat. Um, and can score goals from nothing, which Nicky Kabamba, as much as we've waxed lyrical about him on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, needs the ball put a plate to him. But if you think even of that goal, I think it was Lafferty scored against Celtic when Hearts won 4-0 against him a couple of years ago. And it was just like, he just took the ball so early, just outside the box, quite sensational strike. And he just offers that bit of X factor, that side like Kilmarnock in a dogfight. You can't yeah. say no to that. Bit of now, so as long as he's got legs running around him, which I guess Kabamba will do. Hmm and can create chances for him, then, you know, it could be a canny signing, I suppose. See, see. Definitely. 
Um, yeah, we'll see where they go. I think um, you know one to, one to, to be aware of. I think he's about five point one million. Uh, don't quote me on that, but in the game. So uh, yeah, Carl Lafferty. Let's see where it happens. John, what's your no? I was. I'm going with no noz this week because I'm so. I'm. You know, it's a boring time of life, and I think we should have no negativity. So I've said no <laughs> noz. <laughs> the noz, noz, are you not this week? Yes. You yes. Like yes. <laughs> Oh, God, now you made me look like a dick. How do I finish this off? I don't want to, I don't want to end on a low, but, um, you know, so maybe it's not a no, but let's just say the honeymoon periods uh, do seem to be over. Uh, new manager bounces um, have come to a grinding halt. We've got two losses on the bounce for David Martindale, three losses in the last four for Yogi up in Dingwall, and a red card, meaning he'll be suspended from the touchline um, for Graham Alexander, who's now lost two of his last three. Um, and that obviously last one was a, was a hiding in a derby which we'll come to so um, interesting interesting we thought we'd we thought we'd figured out the league this year and, uh, and it's back to bite us well I think that covers us should we get out of part one absolutely sounds good Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitback Pod. We have a very special guest with us this week. It's Jimmy Ketz. Now, for those of you who don't know Jimmy Ketz, he is known to give up on tasks a little bit early. Uh, last year, he took part in an ultramarathon and finished it after 5K. Thought he did 5K and that was enough. So, Ketz, can I just ask, that? are you okay to join in in part two here or are you done with the pod after part one? <laughs> Um, I'll soldier on for a bit. I'll let you know after this break. See if I can get through to the end. He was yawning in the intermission, I must admit. But were yeah, you watching him? Plus, we'll try so. not bore him. <laughs> right. Um, well, John, it's time, time for the review of the week. Oh, bra. Bra. Always the bra moment. Where will we start? Where will we start? Well, where am I going to start? I'm going to start with... Um, that now rather infamous derby, Motherwell mm. Hamilton. Now, Aberdeen, and I don't want to dwell on them, John. Um, we will come to them, I'm sure. Uh, they've now not scored for six games or 540 minutes of football. Mm. Uh, and who did they let go in January, John? Uh, that'd be Bruce Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton? <laughs> Bruce Hamilton. <laughs> they, may, they might rename him. <laughs> or maybe they'll rename the town. I don't know. Bruce That's right. <laughs> And he's got two in two games. Oh, and he won a penalty the other week too. Uh, what a turnaround um, for his season uh, and a very exciting um, bit of business, I think, for Hamilton. So, yeah, fascinating afternoon. Um, now, let's just remind ourselves, Hamilton have had the better of uh, Motherwell in this derby. Uh, some huge wins. Um, so this actually, um, you know, maybe wasn't against the run of play when we look at that. And we always know never to count out Hamilton. So, yeah, no, no signs of relinquishing that superiority. And it was Anderson, of course, that got them going. Gets the first goal. He's only 3.6 million on a series note. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering, because they do have a double game week on the horizon. Um, and I think you've just got to. You've got to ride the hot wave, do you not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was listening to Brian Rice's comments afterwards, and it sounds like 
they're just going to throw caution to the wind kind of thing in attempts to stay up and really just like go for games. You know, scoring away at Rangers, getting a one-all draw there, scoring away at St Mirren last night, bagging four at the weekends. It's clearly paying off. So Bruce Anderson looks sharp. He looks like a pretty natural finisher. His goal last night as well was kind of on the turn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of instinctive, opportunistic striker. So it seems a great shout, especially at 3.6, did you say? Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Which is a bargain. This bo- this boy's got serious pedigree, you know, coming from Aberdeen under twenties, the top scorer there, and just hasn't been given the minutes under McInnes. But what he's done is he's gone in, in the last since he joined Hamilton. I think started four games for them. He only got three starts at Aberdeen this entire season. Like it just shows what a bit of game time can can do for the the boy's confidence. And I was picking up on his comments after one of the games, and he's just saying he was loving life at Hamilton. It just really feels that. It is a good fit for him. It's good to hear that, isn't it? You know, because you, you, yeah. one might think that, you know, being being flogged off to Hamilton, you're off to the doldrums of, you know, Scottish football. But good energy there. Mm. You know, Brian Rice is a straight-talking guy and knows the kind of football he wants to play. And look, they've had some big wins this year. They've been inconsistent. That's been their issue. But they've had some big wins. So anyway, back to those big wins. Anderson gets them going. You know, it was a really fast-paced um, opening for them. Uh, Ross Callahan, who um, has been rightly talked about on this pod, um, he sets up Bruce Anderson for the first goal for winning a penalty and scoring it all in the first uh, 20 minutes. Then my big man, Agumpo, my hot tip for the start of the season for those who have maybe forgotten it. Uh, I think he looks set to try and uh, prove me right because he's uh, popping up with some handy goals this year. Scores the third for Hamilton in a bit of a first half blitz. Uh, and then start of the second half, David Moyle's goal, I think, pick of the bunch. Um, deft flick from the front post to make it four. That was lovely. Nil. I was just going back to that Callum penalty. Pretty good stains from them because he had to retake it, didn't he? Yeah. Because they took the penalty before the boy who sent off got off the pitch <laughs> and put it in exactly the same spot. So fair play. Yeah. And just a bit more on Callahan. I think it was he was tipped. I brought him in actually as my transfer this week. Tipped in this pod. He's three point four million. He is a guy that you should really be considering about in your fantasy football Scotland teams. Uh, he's playing number ten and almost as part of a front three at Hamilton just now, alongside uh, Bruce Anderson and Gumpo. So you've got this such a forward-looking midfielder. Plus he takes penalties. I mean, it's hard not to have him in your team, isn't it? Totally. I, mean, I feel like an idiot. I've not got him in because I've talked to him so much. <laughs> yeah. <similar. laughs> you just watch, when you're just watching a ship sail by you, that's my, <laughs> that's my current situation with Callahan. Um, so I'll probably get him in and he'll stop scoring. But um, yeah, I mean, I actually thought they were unlucky to concede as well. Um, the penalty I thought was outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, stinker because you could have had a clean sheet there with, if you do have Hamilton defenders. Um, O'Hara slotted that one and then yeah Graham Alexander nice slap in the chops for him in his uh, first derby gets a red card um, go to dinner and just yeah I mean it's been all it's been all positive stuff for Alexander at Motherwell so far so this is a bit of a reality check isn't it yeah yeah I, I, I'm, am I that worried I, like you know you can you can kind of it was a derby. There was a red card early on. Like things can be swung, especially you know we've seen across the UK, across Europe, COVID games with crazy scores. 
Yeah. I think I'd put this down if I was holding Motherwell players. You know, I'm holding uh, Devontae Cole. They've got the double game week coming up. One of only two teams to have a double game week yeah. coming up this weekend. I don't think it deters me that much from them. I put it down to as a blip. Kets, do you have any Motherwell players in your Fantasy Football Scotland team? I have Tony Watt. Nice. And I, I, can, I can't tell you why. I think I've heard his name mentioned the pod a few times. He's got <laughs> decent pedigree coming from Celtic, I think. And then, yeah, that's all I can tell you, I'm afraid. I, I started with some Motherwell defenders at the start of the season, and that just didn't go well. So I've stayed clear of them ever since, I think. Yeah, I mean, we were touting Motherwell defenders to anyone that was listening at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's just the thing he's got to fix there. Like, they've had some big losses, Motherwell. And that's probably the, the you know, they've clearly got a really talented squad. We were banging on about Alan Campbell the other week, but like when they lose, they fucking lose in style. You know, they've conceded big margins like this a few times. And that's the thing I think he needs to, to really try and try and sort out. Hamilton on the other side, and it was just building off your point earlier, Kets, they are actually the um, sixth highest scoring team in the league. <laughs> Who knew? That's mad. <laughs> Yeah, certainly no other than that. It's 28 goals they've got in the season. So um, scoring is not an issue. Um, you know, for Hamilton at all, and and actually they've been they've been quite tight in games too, and um, plenty of clean sheets in there as well. So I have a sneaking suspicion we will still be talking about Hamilton next year on the pod. Two other teams I think we'll probably be talking about: Dundee United and Livingston. John, it's been a while since we had our Adrian Sporal loving. That was an <laughs> early season uh, blast, and um, our favourite Argentinian. Um, the true Argentinian Malbec. He's back firing on all cylinders again and um, got Dundee United off to a flyer against um, against Livingston on Saturday. A really well-taken goal after some good work uh, down the left wing from Robson. And then, yeah, talking to pod favourites, Peter Pollitt decided he'd had quite enough of the cold, uh, headed for an early bath after half an hour uh, for a pretty stinking lunge on Holt. Um, not a good afternoon for Livingston this at all, to be honest. Just reeling off these no. in the game. Emmanuel Thomas will not want to see that pass again. Very loose. Let's harks in, uh, and he slips in the in form. I think we can call him in form. Lawrence Shanklin for the first of his two goals um, on Saturday, um, yeah. and he's looking a bit more like the Shanklin that was advertised, isn't he? Yeah. What's your thoughts on Shanks, Kets? I mean, is the finish for the second was absolutely delightful. Um, he wins the header himself, which is, you know, great to see. And then absolutely sends the boys tracking him, packing. And, yeah, lovely finish into the far corner. And then the first, you know, the first goal is a, a nice finish as well. Great through ball. Mm. And I know from personal experience how difficult it can be to, to finish a bobbling ball on that Dundee United pitch. So, uh, no, no <laughs> impressive, impressive stuff. Impressive you name dropping Tannadice. And name dropping Tannadice, yeah. <laughs> He's got he squeezed that in. I mean it's it's great to see to see Shanks in the in amongst the goals from a Scotland perspective too. You know, his values crept up to five point two million, just a small increase last couple of weeks. That was the first time that he'd scored more than once in a game since January last year. So he's starting to hit a little bit of nice form. And Scooby, we've talked about so much about Mickey Mellon's side this year having been so structured at the back, you know, mm. Benjamin Segrist, 100 saves now in the game. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but they're so well uh, structured in defence. But going forward, they haven't offered much. And it's just clicked in the last two games. Mm. And it's because Shanklin has started scoring, which is fantastic to see. And, you know, with Kevin Nisbet can't get in the Hibs team, Shanklin's going to be in that Euro squad come the summer by the looks of things. 
definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, completely agree with all your points. I think there's a few unsung heroes in there. Paul has been, you know, he got himself sent off, but he has been good. Harks has really impressed me when he's played. Bolton's been good. So, you know, they're, they're a solid team. He doesn't change it much. They all play to his system. And yeah, I mean, look, I think we've all probably been a bit harsh on Shanklin the whole year. Like, this yeah. is a guy that's like never done it in the Premiership because he's never had a chance to. He has, you know, played the odd game when he was at the Dons and whatnot. But like, you know, come on, he's a guy who scored a lot of goals in the championship and it was sort of talked about so much that I think unfairly people were like, right, well, this guy better score 20 or, you know, he's a dud. So good to see him scoring. I hope he gets a bit of confidence back. I don't know if it ever affected him, but, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously playing well again and, and starting to justify that value. So, um, no, it's brilliant. And I just wanted to pick up on uh, Benji Segrist, your favourite Scobes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now got 100 saves in the league. And Ketz, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because goalkeepers have been so difficult to choose, I think, in Fantasy Football Scotland because there's only points available for clean sheets. But I've got some good news. Fantasy Football headquarters have told us that next season, saves will count as points in some form. So Benji Segrist looks like a guy that you want to have in your team, right? Absolutely. I mean, I've just been copping out and going with McGregor because, you know, it's more likely to be a clean sheet and you get nothing else from a keeper mm. so the fact that that comes into it does certainly bring a lot of other keepers into play and Segris is definitely definitely one of them mm. yeah I just my only concern is I don't know if he'll be there next year I think he's that good I don't yeah. think like you know I, there's a lot of there's a lot of people struggling um you know for, in that in that position so um you know maybe he's still in Scotland um but you know he's he's going to attract some attention definitely can I just say you've let pull it off a bit easily <laughs> in that segment his dive was absolutely <laughs> shocking. It's like he was going for a fucking front post header outside the 18-yard box. And you've not even mentioned it. I've you guys. Yeah, well, no, I just, just wanted to get, get off my chest because it was fucking shocking. And also the two red cards were... Well, I was just going to say, Yeah, he was sent off uh, on the hour. A bit of a weird one, that. I thought it was soft. You know, it did have his boot up, but was that... So, I, I don't think they've worked out why he was actually sent off. I don't think, I don't think it was the, the dangerous was tackle. I think it's because he was denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah. But he was pretty wise. There was someone covering. So, I, I mean, yeah, it was a shy decision. And also for Pollitz, you like, saw in the highlights that the referee had, like, five bodies between him. He couldn't see a thing. No. And, like, yes, it's a sending no. off, but the refs just guessed. So, I, I mean, I thought I was close to picking that ref for my no because I thought he had a pretty shy game. Kets, what yeah. you don't understand is that is the standard of Scottish <laughs> ref. <laughs> no, I know. This happens every week. So, we just, I'd barely even look at the referee decisions there. <laughs> I've got no yeah. expectation yeah. of them being right. That's spot on. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we've just numbed it now. Can't um, it's not falling for that dive, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, rest- not, not a great, um, not a great afternoon for Livingston, though. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, we won't go into it too much. We have talked a lot about Livingston in the last few weeks, um, but you know, I, it's, I think the only thing is the cup finals are in the corner. As we said, Robinson's out. You hope that the blips come now for Martindale, um, because if not, you know, it's just a disappointing time for the for the form uh, tank to kind of run out. But anyway, we'll move on. Team we've not talked about for a while. Um, just because they've been flying out ahead, Rangers. Um, we have been quiet on them the last few weeks. They are playing as we record. Um, I believe, oh, we've got a score update. Is it 2 all? 
Next one. 3 2. 3 2. Quite a game they've got there. The big news coming out of that game, as John said earlier, is that James Tavernier is injured. And John's hearing from a guy who watched from his sofa on Twitter that apparently it's for the whole season. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying saying is it's long term, Scooby. And um, and Barracist. Barracist? Yes, I meant to say that. <laughs> Scored from the penalty spot. So he looks like the the guy you want to get in. How have you been looking on Rangers sort of defenders catch? You said you had the shagger in goals. What else have you got there? Yeah, I pretty much on top of that, the same as every other fantasy football team. Tav and Goldson. Yeah. Bit of a no brainer. Not very not very um creative, but there we go. And now I'm gonna have to think of someone to replace Tavana. But I would say I think Barisus is the one. Yeah. He, he's yeah. on pens and he takes he'll be on more free kicks now and probably more corners as a result. So I think it's quite an easy straight switch, swap. But yeah. But I mean look, this guy is the king of fantasy football Scotland and he is injured. It is it's it's earth shattering times for managers across the globe, is it not yeah. Scooby? Across the globe. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll probably, you'll probably end up as the top scoring player in uh, fantasy, even if he is out for the rest of the season, uh, <laughs> as, as such as it's been as a as season. But um, yeah, and the only thing is you bring in Barisic, you're freeing up a couple of million as well, because I think if you brought Tab in anywhere near the start of the season, he's now up at seven million. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a bit of money to be made and maybe reinvested in your squad. But anyway, back to their game. Rangers come on, as we say, uh, Tommy Wright's uh, second game in charge um, and a tough one for him they've been consistently getting it done week by week Rangers I think that's probably the reason why we've kind of not been talking the, you know, about them as much I think the, the set and forget option of Tav had become uh, less of a thing um, less clean sheets as we've seen um, you know, and a little bit less productivity from him but Ryan Jack of all people pops up with an absolute screamer in the first half against uh, Kamani. The only goal of the game. Um, I mean, something we love to see as Scotland fans, if he can add a bit more of that to his game. Um, but they are, they're much better with Jack, aren't they? I don't, I, I'm not, I was cruising around for some stats. I know there was some earlier in the season, but they are much better signed um, with Ryan Jack in the, in, the, in the side of the knot. They're much more stable at the back and his distribution is, is really good. I mean, him and McGregor were fundamental to get getting Scotland into the Euros mm. uh, there. Yeah, it's just trying to work out what your three Rangers players are still, isn't it? I mean, these clean sheet records are quite staggering. So mm. the Scottish League record for the fewest goals conceded in a season is 12. And that was set by Dundee in 1903. But that was just a 22-game season. So for a 38-game season... If we're comparing apples with apples, that lowest was 14, which was set by Celtic in 1914. So Rangers look on course to beat this because they've only conceded eight goals so far. It's just, it's mental. Yeah, I mean, whether Tab affects, you know, Tab going affects that, you you don't know. And, you know, going into the split and stuff, Celtic's certainly back on form. So it's going to be, you know, a non-tasty old firm certainly to look forward to. Um, but yeah, the numbers are just mind-boggling, aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, not much else to talk about from this game. Apart from that, there was a second-half penalty claim against Tav, which looked to be the right decision. Um, Aribo was was great. Uh, I thought playmaker in chief the whole afternoon, but then absolute stinking miss at the end after Kent puts him in. So the goals haven't been quite free-flowing for for Rangers of late either. Um, although you know they scored a couple tonight. 
So yeah, I, I think it, so it's a good point, John. I don't quite know who, um, you know, necessarily if I'm bringing in a third Rangers player or who I'm going to replace it. Well, that was Morelos back tonight as well, wasn't it? Playing in the in Europe, so maybe someone to think about. But you're right, Aribo did look good. He drives forward with such purpose, doesn't he? Does look exciting, but absolutely hang in touch for that um, yeah. from that pass on Kent, and then just ruins the chance for him. Yeah, Ryan Kent's just never got over John picking him in fantasy. <laughs> season has come to a grinding halt since. Uh, on that note, should we take this part of the pod to a grinding halt and get out of it? I think we should into part two. <laughs> Welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. We're talking questions. We've got Jimmy Ketz in the room. This is a guy, listeners, that we had his virtual stag for earlier on in the year. And when we had a quiz uh, that Ketz was meant to uh, come back with answers for, he actually couldn't name the entire Huddersfield starting 11 that got promoted out of League One a couple of seasons ago. I mean, I'm going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> but... It's not. I couldn't name the squad. Not the style. Give me, <laughs> give me a chance. Okay, so you didn't know your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, good stuff. So, Scooby, but you are not going um, unpunished here. We will be chatting to you as well. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, one of my favourite guys has been in touch. It is at Gregor nineteen o three, and he says. Something I look for a lot in fantasy football are players who take a lot of shots but don't necessarily have many goals to their name. These players can sometimes go under the radar and you can reap the rewards if their luck in front of goal changes. Ryan Christie, Christian Doidge and Hadji have all had more than 50 shots this season but have failed to score more than five goals each. Ketz, as a player with similar issues in front of goal, do you recommend taking a punt on any of these? <laughs> such a good well, he's put a lot of effort into writing that question, hasn't he? Um, well, he's right. I can definitely, I can definitely sympathise with the plight of those attacking players who get in positions and fuck them up pretty regularly. Um, so obviously, I'm going to say you take a punt because they do reap the rewards, and I will just remind. Gregor, who is uh, currently the top scorer for the Robbera Reds at the moment. <laughs> you by any chance? It does, it does pay off, <laughs> taking shots. You think Good it does? <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, Christian Doidge, yeah, Doidge isn't actually a bad show, now that Nisbet's um, not there. And it actually brings me on nicely, Scobie. I want to talk about um, future game weeks coming up. And there's Sutty on Twitter, as always, has just mapped out the next four game weeks um, for Fantasy Football Scotland. That's before the split, before you get your next wild card. And one that really gets me excited, Scobie, is game week 32 and the double game week of Hibs. How are you going to approach that? Yeah, I love it. I've been looking at that a bit tonight. I mean, this bit's the big sort of stinking disappointment at the moment, isn't he? Um, I still think he'll come back and play. I think just the whole January saga took it out of him a bit. 
and he's a young man who's been through a lot this year, you know, in terms of lots happening to him, you know, standout player for them, goal scorer, missed that big penalty against Hearts in the semi-final, um, you know, lots and lots of stuff. So I think he will come back. But yeah, at the moment, uh, Martin Boyle's probably got to be the one you've got to try and target. So I'd like to try and bring in Boyle if I can. Um, you know, but that 6.4 million um, price tag is quite hefty. So that's why I'm probably looking at someone like Bruce Anderson, 3.6 million um, up front. Uh, I think you're going to have to make a bit of a sacrifice. But then, you know, the tab, I've not even thought about it, to be honest, with the tab, mm. um, the tab injury impact. So, um, yeah, definitely. And I, and I still like Jackson Irvin, Irvin Jackson. So either of them, please, sir. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Hibbs. I'm thinking Nisbet out. Martin Boyle in. I think you need one defender, and then maybe just see how they go over the next couple of weeks. Jimmy, what care? What Hibbs players have you got in your team? Uh, so McGinn's the only one I've had. Mm. I just had a bit of a run where I would pick Hibbs players and I'd get minus points from them and <laughs> put me put me off them. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. And what, McGinn and Satch at the start of the season where, yeah, it was yeah. one week, minus two the other. Well, yeah, he's in my team still, so that doesn't really board, uh, look, uh, put me in a good light. But, yeah, Boyle looks like he's got a lot of points. Double game week against, you know, two of the lower teams. Makes sense. On yeah. pens, playing up front. I think it's time we get Martin Boyle in somehow. Just get him in our teams. Yeah. Um, now, Ketz, you've been known, uh, we obviously play Fantasy Premier League together as well, and when you're really struggling, you've been known to get your now fiancé, Emma, involved in picking your team. Is that some advice that you give Fantasy Football Scotland managers, maybe to pass the, the responsibility of your team picking around? Absolutely. I mean, I think you've all been there where, or maybe you haven't, but you just go through ruts where you make decisions and every single decision turns out to be wrong and fucks you. So I just give it to someone else. <laughs> someone who's got absolutely... Someone who's got no clue what's going on and doesn't even think about it, just makes the changes and that'll... You know, in those times when you can't make the right decision, you know, it's often the best, the best remedy and it's got me out of trouble every single season, pretty <laughs> much, with FPL so far. So that's the point, actually. She's not had a look at my Scottish team yet, so maybe that's something to consider for the future. Definitely. Here we go. Well answered. In, in Emma, we trust. In Emma, we trust, yeah. I've had to fight off a bit of uh, competition for her services. <laughs> um, some bids coming in. But she's staying loyal, thankfully. Good, good. And speaking of that, Scooby, what managers do not need Emma's help just now? Who is top of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod League? Um, it's been really interesting, actually. So, big show. I think it's the first time we've had this. Uh, for two weeks running now, um, Horizon, managed by Saeed Hassan. Again, the top-scoring team. He's having a monster couple of weeks. Um, 113 points this time. And I think he was 103 last week. So, yeah, hats off to you, Saeed. That's uh, incredible. He's still not top, though. It's um, still Gunnar uh, Los Pimentoneros. Uh, still top there, but by a mere three points, win, lose, or draw. Andrea, she's three points behind him, and I think Saeed's maybe about seven now, too. So, very tight at the top of that league. Um, so, yeah, but everyone's played the chips now, so it's now it's now back to back to feel and um, and just pure skill. Saeed, it sounds like you've earned yourself a sticker. Oh, get in touch. 
For anyone that's not seen on Twitter, we do now have stickers, so get in touch and we will uh, we'll send them out to you until I've run yeah, out. <laughs> absolutely. Ping us your post. Free postage as well on John. Uh, and you get yourself a good size as well. Somebody put on a mat on a on a on a laptop in it. Posted yeah. a photo on Twitter, which is good to see. And I have to send you one. one. You should probably send me one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! And just to finish on a note, we've got uh, Finn Thompson's got touch catch. Just to ask you if you think that Huddersfield, I'm going to be Adrian Durham here, would survive in the Scottish Premiership. Um. Not on our current form, no. We're yet to win in 2021. So, based on that, it'd be a, we'd be fighting it at the bottom with Killy and Aberdeen. Ham, and Aberdeen, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be interesting to see who would score the most goals out of Aberdeen and Huddersfield Town. It would be, it'd be close. It'd be boring and close. <laughs> um, and guys, just before we end, this is happening as we speak. Kent levels it up, three all for Rangers, and then Antwerp of a man sent off, and another penalty, which Barisic has just scored, is now 4-3 to Rangers in the 90th minute. An absolutely incredible game of football, which we've missed. Um, by the sounds of it. So try and check out the highlights of that. 4-3, um, yeah, pretty incredible. But a second leg still to come. And it's Barisic. Get Barisic in your teams for Tavernier. It sounds like school. Yeah. It looks like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kent, uh, all that remains to be done is thank you for coming on. Uh, we always appreciate it. Great to get your insight and, and thanks for being, a, for being a participant this year. No, thanks all for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Insight's generous, but I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Well-researched output, Kent. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners, for listening to the pod again. Uh, your support means everything to us. Absolutely. Ditto that. All right, then. Uh, we will see you again uh, this time next week. Best of luck for the weekend, trips. <laughs> <laughs>